Today on the CMB Podcast, I'm excited to share with you my conversation with hip-hop artist and music business entrepreneur, Cole Mize. We talked about his testimony, business ownership that serves people, an exciting new season of music making for him, and a lot more. That's today on the CMB Podcast, Session 43. Welcome to the CMB Podcast, a podcast designed to serve people of faith who make music. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you in your musical craft, then look no further. ChristianMusicBlog.com is all about helping you think differently about creativity through eyes of faith as you learn how to establish healthy musical habits and disciplines, fueling your creativity and making you more prolific for the glory of God. And now your host, Nate Fancher. Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2014 for the Christian Music Blog Podcast. It's exciting to get going again here. We are all about serving artists and songwriters in their journey of music making through eyes of faith. Here at CMB, we cover a variety of subjects that matter to you if you make music, if you write songs, if you sing. If you're a Christian musician, this is the place for you. If you're looking to grow in any of that, if you're looking to grow and deepen as an artist, as well as develop a biblical worldview, what the Bible has to say of making music, then I invite you to dive right in here at CMB because we're all on this same journey. So in fact, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, I invite you to check out christianmusicblog.com slash gift for a gift that I have just for those of you who are are new. Um, Go check it out. If you've been listening to this for a while and you haven't actually gone over there to check it out, um, I encourage you to go get that. christianmusicblog.com slash gift. So I'm stoked to uh, share with you guys a conversation that I had with Cole Mize. I met Cole um, through the CMB community, actually. He just sent me an email. He uh, turned me on to what he's doing and the music he's making and um, his business. Um, it's called Cole Mize Studios. And um, it's very exciting to just meet folks, meet you guys, those of you who um, interact with our newsletter, those of you who write me um, via email or, or, or check us out on the blog, write you know comments and stuff. Um, it's just really cool to... To just meet folks, I, that's one of the one of the big perks of this whole thing for me is just meeting new people. So, very excited to share with you our conversation today, and I want to get right into it. We're going to start out with actually a song that that he wrote. It's actually just a verse um, of a song. Um, it's a contest that he entered in. He's an, he's a very talented hip hop guy, um, and he's more than just an artist. He's he's a man of God. He um, he loves his family. He he loves to serve other people. He has a great business where he helps other artists. He's a producer, an engineer. We talked about all kinds of stuff. So that's that's what's today on the CMB Podcast, Session 43. I'd be lying if I told you everything was good. I'm heavy laden, basically. Let's get this understood. I ain't from the city, and I ain't from the hood. I reside on the countryside of Georgia in the woods. This is where I stand. My lines grown in sand, and I refuse to sell my soul to gain a couple fans. Not trying to dress, just to flex to impress, man. And digress and hind step to an F plan. Just to try to fly high like the jet sands. By sinking low with dance, SpongeBob SquarePants. 
I refuse to be some cartoon on the network Cause when it's all said and done, I know my net worth I don't find fulfillment in possessions and fame My main aim's not to obtain through profane things I know my claim's strange and seems so deranged The only completion I'm preaching is in Jesus' name Well, it's great to be with Cole Mize today. Uh, Cole and I met online through CMB. It's just been really cool getting to know him, hearing his story, um, hearing a little bit about his his music, his business, his uh, faith in Christ, and just really, um, just really excited to have him on the podcast. Cole, thanks for being on the CMB podcast, man. Hey, Nate, I appreciate you having me, man. It's it's truly an honor, man. Yeah, man, it's it's been really cool just talking and and hearing your story, like I said, and um, why don't you quickly just tell folks a little bit about your upbringing and how you got saved. You're from Covington, Georgia, and um, have you have you been there your whole life, or is that, what's your story there? No, no, uh, Covington, uh, I just moved out here about three years ago. Uh, I actually grew up not too far from here, about 45 minutes away from here in a, in a very small town called uh, Monroe, Georgia, and uh you know, really small, quiet town. And, uh, you know, like I was telling you uh, before, you know, I was a drug baby. You know, my mom and dad always drove me to church. And uh, so I grew up in a, you know, a, a Southern Baptist church. And uh, and uh, that's that's pretty much, you know, growing up, it was it was pretty much church. And, uh, you know, I was involved in the band. Uh, from third grade to eighth grade growing up, and I was really involved in sports. You know, my favorite sports was uh, baseball. I was pretty decent at that. And, um, and uh, but uh, basically, um, you know, we just kind of grew up kind of kind of jumping from one church to the other. My whole, my whole upbringing, uh, you know, one church, my first church I was a part of, you know, uh, you know, I really felt like the Lord really drawing me to him at a at an early age. Uh, but still, you know, I was a child and, uh, you know, grew up and, you know, we ended up going to like another church. That, like that church was split and then they would split off and they would form other churches. You know how that goes. Yeah. And then and then that church would eventually split off and they would go do the same thing over and over again. So it was, it was like every seemed like every three or four years, you know, the church was splitting and was going to another church you know, with like half of the same members that were at our previous church, you know, and that's, that's really kind of the cycle that happened. And, um, you know, once I kind of got into high school growing up, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I never was like, my life was never about, you know, trying to live a life that's glorifying to God. It was never about that, you know, church growing up was more of a social thing. You know, it was more of where my friends were at and we would go there and, you know, it was never a hunger after the truth. It wasn't that type of relationship uh, with God. I wasn't there spiritually, you know, growing up. It wasn't anything like that. And, uh, you know, once I got into high school and everything, it was, you know, the the partying and all that. And, uh, you know, just, you know, living a life, kind of feeling like, you know, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian, you know, I go to church, you know, so I can, I can really do anything I want to because I'm not going to hell. You know, kind of living like this self-deceived, justified lifestyle because I'm doing religious things, you know, these outwardly things. Mm. And, uh, you know, fast forwarding uh, a little bit, um, you know, it's around 2006. And, 
you know, I'm out of, and I graduated in 2003. And at this time, you know, I've always had this entrepreneurial type of mindset, this business mindset. And, uh, you know, I was already reading like several books on business. And I was reading this book by an author named uh, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's, a, it's an awesome book. It's, it's really incredible. And I was reading something in that book and uh, he was talking about uh, investing. And he was he was saying that, you know, most people, when they think of investing, they think uh, monetary. They think about financial investing. But, you know, he said uh, that really the biggest investment that you have is, is how you spend your time. And he was explaining how, you know, time is not something that you can get back. And, you know, you have to make the most of it. And you have to be a good steward over your time. And, you know, how are you spending it and who are you spending it with? And, you know, what are they doing with their time? And, you know, it really just at that moment, it's like the Holy Spirit just rushed in and just revealed like every everything that I was using to justify myself and my actions and my heart and my sin just 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 shedding light on that. And it caused me to to look at everything and question everything, like question everything about my life, question everything about what I believed and 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 what um, I valued. And it and it's it's kind of like the man in the mirror type of scenario where you're just standing there and and you're naked. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing uh, clothing you or hiding anything, and you have to see yourself for who you truly are. And that's that's the moment that I had, and it's, it was it was incredible. It's like wow, it was just it, it was just such a, a a revealing moment where I think I finally see myself for who I really was, and uh, and and it's just amazing that it happened from just reading a book on business. But at that time, I mean, I was just so convicted. And, uh, you know, and that's that's the moment where, I, you know, I, I, I define as me actually turning my life over to the Lord and realizing, wow, there's such a bigger picture here. Wow, that's so cool, man. And you were doing music at that time. You you had already been a hip-hop artist. Oh, yeah. You had put yeah. out records. Uh, and then, obviously, um this particular experience changed the way you viewed music and music making. Um, right. I know that, you know, cause we've talked already, uh, but a part, a big part of your story is you, um, kind of laid that down and you, and you started to build this business cold my studios. You have other artists that you, uh, work with, you produce them, you record them. I'd love to talk about that in a minute, but why don't we first talk about how, um, maybe even just the way you approached music changed when that, transformation happened right right well it was um you know uh coming up into that point like when when that happened i was at the peak of my my music career like all the way up until that point i had been like in development stages as me as an artist and i had actually been in a, in a rap group and we were, we probably had a hundred plus songs that we had, had done and we were actually signed to an independent record label uh by the time i turned 18 and was actually signed to to one of James Brown's uh, road managers. He actually had his independent record label. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here I am thinking, oh, you know, my dreams are coming true. I'm getting everything that I I desired or whatever. And everything just fell apart. And, uh, you know, with the group, um, you know, it just, it it really fell to a head because I started finding out even some, some of my own members in the group was stealing from me was stealing money out of, out of like my brother's room, was stealing things from me. And it just, it really, and then I realized, and this, this, is, this is also realizing, like I said, the, the lifting the veil off the eyes. I could see what I was 
doing um, to my own parents in their own home because I was still living with them. And they wasn't even comfortable in their own home because we was all recording at my studio uh, in my bedroom at my parents' house. And there was so much traffic coming in and out and all their food is being eaten and consumed. And like every day there's like six or seven people over the house and they're all with me. And uh, you know, huh? yeah, I got out that group and then I started doing my own solo thing. And then that's, you know, after investing several thousand dollars and starting to do shows and actually getting paid and making money, um, that's that's right when the Lord really rushed into my life. And uh, at the time, I was still doing the music that I was doing when I was in the world. I instantly just kept doing it like I was doing it in the church at first for the first few months. And my music was always positive. Like it was always positive, but it was tainted. I knew it was tainted after the Lord lifted that veil off my eyes. I could see the pride in it. You know, I could see the um, just the the the, the wanted to wanting to exalt myself and and wanting people to to be wild by me and things like that. And, and I just seen I just seen that it was not pure. And basically, just being in that environment. Um, and starting to see some of those things also in the the Christian music scene with other artists that I was doing shows and events with and some of the conversations that we was having behind stage and uh, hearing how some people was talking and, and, and just realizing that just because there's a Christian label on something doesn't mean that it's that it's safe and it's right and what's being done is is, is righteous. And once again, looking at them, I had to look at myself and I had to say, you know what? I don't want to be a stumbling block like I see some of these other people being because I could possibly be that to somebody else. And I don't want to be that. And that's when I actually sat down and I realized that, you know what, I'm, I'm ahead of myself here. I need to sit down and I really just need to mature spiritually and really get to know the Lord and get to know who he is and get to know what it is that he wants me to do before I try to move forward. And that's what changed everything about my approach to music. Uh, it even changed my my name. I used to go by a different name. What was that <laughs> um, name? What was the name? The name the name I used to go by was Shadow. <laughs> it was Shadow. That's the name. That's and it cool. was an acronym. It was an acronym that I later created. Uh, my first name is William. I go by my middle name Cole. And the acronym for Shadow was somehow Heaven's Angels descended on William. But <laughs> but uh. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother story, man. I came up with that name when I was a kid and I used to get on chat lines. I don't know if you remember chat lines growing up where people used to get on the phone and uh, get they had rooms and stuff. And I had to come up with a name on the spot. And I had recently watched Homeward Bound, that child movie with the dogs and the stuff like that. And one, yeah. Of, the, yeah. one of the dogs names was Shadow. <laughs> nice. But um, so but it even caused my name to change. And uh and I realized, you know what, music, music is not, to me personally, music is not some type of alter ego that I'm putting on. Um, music has to be just an extension of myself, an expression of, of my own self, my own spirit, my own soul. And, you know, you know, with that revelation that I had from God and, and you know, when I really believed that, that he just really completely drew me into him and, and, uh, it just changed my whole approach because it changed me to start looking at my heart, like things that no one else could see, you know, it, 
that stuff, you know, like that, that intimately looking that deep and it, it caused everything to change because like my motive was different with making music because it's like when we, before then, you know, I would go into making music with the intention of, Hey, I want to, I want to uh, make a crowd dance to this track, you know, or whatever. I would go with, with motives instead of saying, I want to go in and I just want to share truth. And I want this, I want this to touch someone. I want this to encourage somebody. You know, I want this to, uh, I want this to edify someone or, or make someone laugh or, or let somebody know that, that, um, that, that, uh, that uh, no matter what you're going through, you know, uh, I, I care about what you're going through and whatever, you know, it just, it just changed my whole approach because my heart was being changed, you know, and uh, yeah, that's great. That's, that's pretty much it. That's so cool because I, I you know, I, I, I know that there are those stories out there where you hear about um, some artists who had this really hedonistic lifestyle in the music scene and he was getting all this success and, um, I guess especially in the hip hop world, I know of some artists who were in that category, like like Mace, for example. You know, he was he was obviously a huge influence on a lot of hip hop guys, and and was writing explicit lyrics and was just all about sex, drugs, rock and roll. You know, the the main things that most people associate with hip the hip hop culture. Right. And then he gets saved and dramatic turnaround, and um, those are awesome stories. But in your in your case, it was you. Uh, were was was it Christian music? Was that kind of how it was labeled? As you said that, right? Or or did I hear you wrong? It, it, as far as are I you mean, saying Christian? you were you said you were doing it. You said you would have concerts and churches, um, as well. But it was it was positive, so it wasn't necessarily labeled Christian. Or or how did you? Right. Yeah. That that's music that I had done before I had really given my life to the Lord. Right. You know, right. and once once God did that in my life. I still had like this project that I had spent several thousand dollars on and I was like, Oh, I'm just going to keep using this, yeah. you know? And, uh, so that, now that music was not quote unquote Christian music. It was, it was positive music, but, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, cool. it wasn't Christian. No, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is even if it were, even if it had been, I mean, there are a lot of Christian artists who still struggle with just having everything turned around. You know what I mean? Like you described, you know? Um, right. So it's really cool to hear that story. Why don't we talk a little bit about, um, after that moment, you you did sort of lay down your own artist stuff, and, and I know that's coming back, and we're going to get to that as we wrap things up after after this next part, but I want to definitely talk about Colmize Studios, how you have developed artists, you've produced artists, and you've been running a business. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast about... Um, just the importance of artists understanding business, um, especially right. this day and age. You know, it's a real important time to at least have somewhat of an understanding of how to run a business, how to administrate things, how to market, um, how to use the internet in, a, in an appropriate way. And um, I'd love to hear hear you talk about how that started more. I mean, obviously that started. You were reading Robert Kiyosaki. You were probably already doing some of those some of those things. But um, as you began to have your heart change? How did that transfer into your business and, and what happened there? Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, pre-salvation, you know, you know, my marketing strategies was telling everybody how great I was, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, 
the hottest, you know, the hottest this or the, you know, uh, check out my hit hit single. It's the greatest and yada, yada, yada. You know, it was self it was self uh, exalting and uh, and, uh, you know, becoming more mature. And I realized that, you know, appropriate marketing and promotion is, is awareness. It's just letting someone know yeah. what is going on. It's just Good, man. Yep. simply that. And then reminding them, you know, as simple as that, you don't have to do all that, you know, boasting and all this stuff. I mean, but it, it definitely, it definitely changed. And it, you know, maturing in the Lord, you know, I realized that, that life is really like when you, when you're, if you really want to have an enriched life, it's a it's a life of of servantship. It's being a servant, and when you when you realize that business is serving the needs of the consumers, and it it it, it puts a whole different perspective and, and and purpose out of you know business. Like business is not just money. It's it's really not. You know, um, it's it's systems that are put in place that can help economies thrive and and help people earn a living and. Um, those are the most gratifying parts about it is to see people um, being able to take care of their families and, and, and seeing how finances yeah. can be poured into, into helpful things like, you know, charities or giving back to the community and stuff that's like awesome, that. And yep. Ultimately, that's the bigger picture stuff, you know, that that are my goals um, in business and, and just being an entrepreneur is is to be able to do those things and, and, just, and just see how I can do those things just now, maybe on a smaller scale with just what I have, you mm-hmm. know, just – to be faithful over what I already have, and um, that's kind of my my concept with with the uh, with the business and stuff like that. That's great. What would you say um, are the maybe the biggest things you've you've struggled with in business, and maybe for those artists who are listening to this, um, things that maybe mistakes you may have made that they can learn from. Um, what would you say? Man, I would probably say. The biggest thing I've struggled with with business is I would probably say focus. I would probably say focus because in business you you have to really know what it is that what it is that you're trying to do because like in my case there's a lot of things that I know how to do. Mm. Like I could I can build a website like no problem. You know, I can I could I could I could go get I could do like videos and graphic design and stuff like that but you know and i have done those things but uh i found myself at at certain times trying to do so much and trying to stretch myself so thin to where i'm just burnt out and i'm losing focus of what i actually set out to do in the first place and i would probably say that's probably my biggest struggle is just staying focused like this year i'm intentionally trying to be more narrow-minded um narrow-mindedness is often looked at as a negative thing um but narrow-mindedness like if, if like for someone who just goes on a job and is just punching the clock, they're given what they're expected to do. They don't even have to really think about it. They're told what tasks they are to do and they know what's expected of them. But when you're running a business, you have to have a lot more discipline. You have to hold yourself a lot more accountable because there's a there's a million different things you could be doing and you have to focus on what it is that you need to be doing. Um, and that's probably been my biggest struggle is just focus and um, and uh, I would say that's probably it. Focus, man. Because I can good, get easily distracted. <laughs> Dude, easily yeah, yeah, it's just really easy. When you're wearing so many different hats as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, especially if you're a solopreneur, you don't have much of a team around you. Right. Um, 
it's just so easy to kind of take on a lot of things and get distracted. I totally can relate to that. Um, Yeah, and I think those of you who are listening to this podcast, you're going to want to know, I mean, 2014 um, is a new year, and um, refer back to the last few episodes that we went through as we wrapped up 2013 on uh, ways that you can improve uh, this year and make this year a great year for you. But I, you know, personally, I'm, I'm trying to think of what are the one or two things that need to be my main focus for the year. So um, that's always something I'm having to come back to. That's a really good, good word, man. So um, in, in terms of uh, practical tools, uh, things that you have learned over uh, the course of the years in doing business, what would you say would be some of the biggest uh, takeaways? I don't know, some, some like, like, an, like, a, like some sort of online tool that you use, whether it's WordPress for a website or MailChimp for an email account. Yeah. I don't know. What, what, what would you say uh, would be some things oh, that man. folks can go check out? Man, I would say, oh, man, there's a lot. Okay, I would say uh, Dropbox for, uh, for, sharing, uh, for storing your information so you can work on things on multiple devices. Um, and, and, and from a studio perspective, it's so easy to work with clients. Like I've had clients in, in the United Kingdom I've never even met face-to-face that I've worked with out of Dropbox. You know, it's beautiful. And it, it allows you to get away from the limitations from, you know, email with being limited to how many megabytes you can share in an email with Dropbox. I mean, you can, you can share multiple gigs. It doesn't even matter. And, uh, and, and, and that yeah. also ties into my next thing, which is um, the mailing list. I can't stress that enough how vital and important that is to anybody who's trying to do anything on the Internet that involves any type of following where you need to keep a communication and engagement with your people. The mailing list is the king. It, I mean, it's, it's king over social media, all Absolutely. of that, because Facebook could be the next MySpace. You know what I mean? Twitter could be the next. I mean, that, could, that stuff could be gone tomorrow. You know, it really could be. And it won't matter how many followers you had on Twitter or how many likes you had on your Facebook page, that email address is not going away. And when you post something on Twitter or Facebook, you're posting in an open open platform and you're on someone's timeline that is moving down so fast as soon as you post it, if they have more than five friends. And <laughs> by the time they see your post, it might not even be there anymore. It may totally. be waiting on But that email is a direct way to market or communicate with someone. And... I mean, the only way you can get better than that is maybe you have their phone number and you can send them a text. And that's that's another thing you could do. But yep. the email, you know, 50 or 60 percent of the people that's on the Internet are on the Internet with devices like tablets and phones. And they're getting notifications when they get their emails, yep. you know, and it's there. So I would say the two biggest ones I recommend is MailChimp. Um, if you don't have money to spend on a service, MailChimp, you can get going for free. And it's it's awesome. You can I mean you can get some amazing looking mails uh, going out to your their followers. I mean you can customize these things to look beautiful. And the one that I use is uh, Aweber, okay. Aweber.com, yep. and they're awesome. Uh, you know it's a little pricey. Uh, you know it's about you know twenty dollars a month, but allows you to have multiple lists. You can do so much with it. And uh, you know, I have mine set up to where it's an autoresponder. Yep. So I have I have my my links out there, and when someone opts in, it takes care of everything for me, and uh, it's just beautiful. So I would say that. And another one is Evernote. Oh yeah. Uh, 
which is how me and you got to That's know right. each other. C&B people that. know about Evernote, I hope, at this point. Man, Evernote is so powerful. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you can become so organized with Evernote. And uh, especially as a writer, you can get all your ideas down. You can get them organized. You can get your things tagged so you can find them easily. Evernote is beautiful. And I, we're going to technology-wise, we're going into cloud technology. Everything's start becoming more and more cloud. And, uh, you know, Evernote, Dropbox, all that stuff's cloud, and uh, which allows you to work anywhere you are. And you're not having to worry about, oh, is that the new version of the file or is that the old version of the file? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've been there and done that, and it's yeah. a hassle. And Evernote eliminates that. So I would say Evernote. And I would say another one, too, is um, depending on what you're using, uh, like Google Calendars is mm -hmm. very powerful because it can allow you to synchronize all your calendars with all your devices. So you can have your you can have a calendar on your desktop, on your uh, your computer. You can have it on your tablet, your phone, whatever. You can use that for your your finances and your budget to, to always update for the next month. You can set it up for the whole, you know, to keep on going uh, continuously to help you stay on top of everything and send you notifications. Um, but that's 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 another tool I've I've just grown to really really love because it really keeps me organized and like anytime I have a session with an artist or whatever I instantly put it in my calendar add their email to it they get a notification and they can accept it and it's uh it's just very professional yeah it's cool um, but that's those cool. are probably some of my favorites dude yeah say. you mentioned the budget thing um just to throw one out there YNAB have you heard of that it's an acronym no. YNAB it's an it's an acronym for you need a budget, and uh, it's transformed the way I um, steward our finances as a family. I mean, it's really really awesome. It's really been helpful. Um, yeah. yeah, and all of these things I'm going to put in our show notes today. So for those of you listening, um, you can go to uh, christianmusicblog.com/session43. So yeah, head over there to to that, and and we'll have links to all these things. Those are those are some very Good resources, you know. In addition to that, you know, Dropbox can be like Drive. I think we talked about that, right? Google Drive. Yeah, I use Google Drive. Yeah, it's as sort well. of sort of the same thing, and uh, very helpful. Um, right. And I want to add too, and maybe ask you: um, when it comes to a mailing list, you know, something that I've learned over this last year, uh, CMB, we grew our mailing list. It was I, I didn't ever really know about list building until I started to look into this stuff, and that was. Uh, really on my heart for how to really rally all the folks with CMB was through the mailing list. And right. um, as an artist, though, I've had a harder time really knowing how to do some of the same things. But I, I can say this, um, being consistent and sending out regular stuff has been so helpful. And and for those of you out there who are kind of nervous about doing that, you, you may be afraid of getting on someone's nerves or annoying someone and, and them unsubscribing. You just have to kind of get over that because people will unsubscribe. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I've noticed that with every every newsletter that goes out, average, you know, one unsubscribe per newsletter maybe. But, um, right. but yeah, that's just how it goes. I mean, do you experience the same thing? Oh, yeah, most definitely. It was, uh, you know, getting into it, it is kind of weird because you've never done it before and, and, uh, and, as an artist, it's funny though. This is funny. This is a funny thing about an artist is you know we don't have a problem writing songs and stuff like that. But when it comes to like talking about ourselves, it's like it's like I don't know me personally. It's like oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And I just right. learned it's, that 
Yeah. I just learned it. You know, just just be yourself. You know, just be yourself. These are people who who have expressed an interest in you and you just want to keep you want to keep the conversation going. You know, you want to let them know, hey, I just want to know how you're doing. You know, like I love getting uh, people who respond to my mailing list. Oh, you yeah, know, I yeah. respond back to them and I get to hear people's stories and stuff like that. And yeah, you're going to have the people who unsubscribe and stuff. You know, I've, I've had people unsubscribe to mine before because they asked me to listen to their music and I critiqued it. And they they they, un, they unsubscribe because they said I didn't like their music. You know, I'm serious. Yeah. You know, and I took the time to to respond to them and give them encouragement and all that good stuff. But yeah. it is what it is. But I think the most important part with that is before people sign up that they know what they're getting into. That that you know that this is what you're going to be you know sharing and uh, what they can kind of expect and stuff like that. That's important. And I also let them know that you're not going to be selling their email to some spam people or whatever, and they're going to start getting blasted with emails. And that's what's most important. But just like anybody else, you know, any website you go to, you might be on that website and be very interested. And then one day you're not so interested anymore. And that's just, you know, that's just a part of it. But the most important thing is constant engagement with people. You know, I try to send one out at least twice a month. Um, You know, I've tried to do it at least once once a month, but I mean, once a week at times, but, I just I just want to keep engagement going. That's that's pretty much it. And uh, and and online uh, we have what we call like ambient followers. You know, they're in the background. You don't see them. They don't comment. They don't respond to yeah. your your, oh, yeah. your emails. And you, you just assume that no one's responding back. So, man, no one's uh, enjoying what I'm doing. But there is a lot of people out there who are ambient people. And it's true. They're lurking in the shadows. Yeah, in fact, that reminds me. I mean, I had a, um, there was this one, one day I was trying to just go through and clean up our list because I was going through, you know, with MailChimp. I use MailChimp, and you can yeah. see, it's the same with Aweber. You can go in and see exactly the um, the level of engagement from each subscriber. And I was seeing some that were, that had never opened any emails. At least that's what so, MailChimp was telling me. And, yeah. um, and so I just segmented them off onto a list, and I sent them a separate email saying, hey, just noticed... Um, you haven't opened any of your emails from CMB. Just want to make sure that everything's okay. And if you'd like to keep um, on the list, otherwise I'm going to segment you off because you pay for those folks. You know, right. every, with Aweber, it's the same thing. The more subscribers you have, you have to pay for that. The, the price keeps going up. And um, I'm glad to pay for it. It's just a, a necessary cost. And it's not really a big cost because it's more valuable to have the email address, right? But um, right. yeah, no, so I, you know, we... Um, had that segmented off and I sent out these emails and several folks emailed back saying, no, 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 please don't unsubscribe. I've been opening them. I don't know why you're getting that message. And so there was, (laughs) there was maybe a MailChimp error or something, but those would be exactly what you described as, you know, ambient followers who um, are definitely engaged, but they're just not, you know, they may not be commenting or replying to your emails. And I think people need to be encouraged that just because you have a blog and you see zero comments on your blog post doesn't mean that no one read it. Exactly. And um, I think exactly. a, lot of, a lot of people get tripped up on that stuff. Yeah, you would be surprised at some of the people who, who may hit you up and they're like, hey, man, I read your blog all the time. And you're like, really? Yeah. You know, dude, it's so encouraging, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, you just never know. And it's, it's that's right. You just you just never know. And that's that's kind of, I guess, kind of the mystique thing about the Internet is you don't really know who sees what. But the thing is, it's being put out there. and You know, people are seeing it. 
And it's always so it, it's something I do as well is I've actually created a uh, another note in my Evernote, which is uh, encouragement. I've actually made an encouragement note and I actually copy and paste comments that people leave me in emails and Facebook, whatever, YouTube. And I just put it there. And it's just it, stuff, feedback that I've gotten from people to hear how blessed they've been. That's by a great idea. They've seen, and I just go through that from time to time, and it's just—I mean, it's—it's it's very encouraging. Yeah, it really means a lot when people reach back out and just tell you, "Thanks for doing what you're doing." You know, why don't we go ahead and transition to uh, talking about what you're currently doing as an artist? You've been working with the studio and, and your business to really promote other artists, which has caused you to lay down kind of your own thing. But you're really wanting to pick that back up soon, um, and maybe this would be a good time to to share, you know, we, we opened up with that one song that people heard and, <laughs> um, and we're going to do maybe another segment here where we're, and why don't you tell us a little bit about the story first? This is a song that, um, you have, uh, an alter ego. You were talking about alter egos a minute ago, how you, how you changed your name. Now you're Cole Mize, the real guy when you rap, right? Right. right. But then you have Dan, the man, Dan, the man is, um, <laughs> Dan, the man is another character that you have come up with. That's not really, predominantly who you are. It's just a fun guy that shows up from time to time. First of all, tell us who who Dan the Man is, and then tell us about this song, the the rap contest and all that. Okay, and uh, yeah, Dan Dan the Man is this this character I've come up with, and it really it really I really started doing this a long time ago, where you know I, I would just do it around family and friends, and it was just something fun, and then it turned into, hey Cole. Uh, so-and-so is about to call me, answer the phone and Dan the man and talk to him like Dan the man and mess around with him. And, and I used to be put up for prank phone calls and stuff like that. And it's like, it was just, they, they just loved it. They just thought it was hilarious. And, uh, you know, so, you know, as I got saved, you know, Dan the man had to become a lot more sanctified as well. You know, he had a crossover as well. So, uh, but Dan the man is just, is this fun character. He's like this redneck sounding guy. But he's he's completely in, engulfed in like Christian hip hop culture and stuff like that. He's he's like this oddball. He's like from the outside looking in. If you've seen him, you're like, this is not supposed to be happening. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's sitting here using words and certain language that he's not even supposed to know about. He's not give, supposed to be to it. Give us an example. Like, I'll pretend that I'm Lecrae, and okay. you're and I'm, I'm Lecrae, and you're Dan the Man. Ask me a question. I'm not going to try to impersonate Lecrae, by the way. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, uh, you know, Lecrae, I know <clears throat> Lecrae, you you come a uh, mighty long way, and uh, <clears throat> you know, real talk. I've been listening to you since uh, 2006, and uh, <clears throat> I know it ain't easy uh, being, you know, uh, you know, winning a Grammy and still learning how to play the background. <clears throat> I know, I know that ain't easy. And uh, you know, I just wanted to reach out. I want to reach out to you. You know, like your label, your record label company, where you reach records. You know, I just so want to reach out to you, Lecrae, and, and let you know I understand. I understand, Lecrae, and uh, I'm a supporter of your music. I like Kurt's clothes. I like Kurt's clothes number two, and I like Gravity a lot. And uh, I, I'm down. I just want to let you know I'm down with the movement, uh, Lecrae, and uh, I like Andy Minio and Tadashi and Derek Minor and K Bay and. Uh, you know, trip play with his country self. And uh <laughs> you guys you guys are awesome and I love what you do and I've been to your co- I've been to a couple of your concerts. <laughs> I got kicked out the last one. 
I got kicked. I got kicked out the last one because I brought in bottle rockets and sparklers, and I, I started. I got excited, and I just wanted to. I wanted to let people know I was unashamed, and uh, I start. And I had a Roman candle, and uh, they kicked me out. But uh, you know, no, no love lost. No at love this lost. Point, at this point, I don't know what I would do if I was Lecrae. Like, do I do I try to get you to stop talking to me, or do I keep listening because it's so hilarious? Like, that's awesome. Okay, so yeah. okay, and I'm gonna try to find a video. You have some videos online, right, of Dan the Man, like some separate YouTube videos. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got one where he entered a contest. <laughs> it, uh, it's more of a visual though. It, it, they won't get much of it off the audio part, but it's it's hilarious. But he's actually on the beginning of the "You're Going to Jail Now" track, sharing some words of wisdom. Yes. Uh, yep. I felt that was necessary on the track because I'm 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 sharing a story, but I felt like it needed a little bit more explanation before the story to understand uh, the bigger picture of what I'm talking about. That's where Dan the Man comes in, and he's sharing some words of wisdom about uh, about not being a slave to your emotions. It's awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll include both of these. I mean, if you can send me the video you just described, it's just more of the visual thing. Maybe send me that one. And I'll I'll put that one in the blog post for today, and um, and and then of course I'll put in this one with your your uh, your two minute this verse with with Dan the Man, kind of starting us out. Why don't we listen to this for a second? I'm going to roll it right here. Yeah, but Shadia, you were on the receiving end of one of the most talked about uppercuts. What did that feel like? Hey, listen. When someone's crying your gangster and pushing your buttons and eventually stepping over your line, remember this. Don't be a slave to your emotions and allow them to control and dictate what you do. But consider the consequences of your actions. They don't only affect you, but those who are nearest and nearest to your heart. And the strength of a man ain't measuring what he can do, but rather what he can resist from doing. I was on Mortar Combat. It just hurt it. Like, it was like a... Uh, finish him, you know what I'm saying? Type of hit. I got a story to tell of us all right. My best friend before she was my wife came with me and my cousin That's awesome. That was that was so cool. And actually, having heard the story of how this song came into be, uh, came to be, I really appreciated the um, the, uh, the the rap that time, knowing the story. So why don't you share us maybe in a nutshell of what where the story came from? And you were doing uh, this for a contest, right? Correct. I was doing it for a contest that a uh, that a uh, it's actually like a Christian ministry out in California called Zoe for Life. And they have their own studio. They do their, they do everything: video, music videos, uh, graphics, all that stuff. They just, 
it's it's a really cool place. And um, they were having this contest, and the theme of it was you're going to jail now, and uh, and it was basically off a video that it went viral where uh, a, a bus driver got in a fight with a passenger and uppercutted the passenger like like Mortal Kombat style, and it went viral and it was a big deal. And before he hit her, he said, "Oh, you going to jail now?" And then he then he hit her, and that was that was the big thing, and it was just all over the place. And so here I am, entering into this contest, and and it's the topic is you're going to jail now, and I'm like I have no idea to how to how to write to this. Like this is not a topic I would normally write about, and it really challenged me creatively. And at, at the same time, like I said, my music is, is an extension of myself, so you know I, I've, I've it's got to be real to who I am. I can't just like you know put on this false uh, persona. Uh, so I just got to thinking, well, what's the closest that I have probably went to jail? And that's when I, I remembered back to a story, which is what I'm telling in the, in the verse. It's actually a true story where a female cousin of mine and my wife now, but she was my, she, we were just friends then. Uh, we all went to a bowling alley and we get there and we start bowling. And I noticed there's like guys staring at my wife um, and, uh, like I said, she, we were just friends at the time, but they were staring at her. I'm, and not, I'm not talking about like a quick glance. I'm talking about like just sitting there staring, like just there, just staring. And I was like, man, this is really uncomfortable. And I totally. was like, look, yeah, I'm like, all right, let's just uh, let's just quit bowling. Let's go into the pool hall, which is also in the bowling alley. And we go in there and there's like a, a, a group of guys in there and they got like a girl with them. And it's like so it's like three or four of them. And we're, we're, we're playing pool and this guy comes over and he starts like making like very, um, very inappropriate gestures to, to my, my wife and saying stuff like, dang girl, how'd you get them jeans and stuff like that. And he took his camera phone out and he's just hanging around and like, he took it and he was staring at her, you know, like lustfully looking at her and, uh, he took his camera phone out was taking pictures of her rear end and i was so heated uh or i was so upset and i don't i don't easily get upset i'm very i'm a mellow fellow you know what i'm saying and um i was very uh very heated and this verse is pretty much taking you psychologically in my head as i'm processing this kind of like the sherlock Holmes movies where he's uh he's processing exactly what he's about to do so in my head i'm thinking about how all this stuff could play out and then it's like the Holy Spirit like gave me peace in that situation where I was not not at peace and pretty much just led me to walk away from the situation. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it in a nutshell. Well, yeah, and having heard it after I heard yeah, I heard it first, but I didn't quite know the story. But then when you share the story, it's just so it's just really cool. So um and you won that contest. I did. I was uh I was competing with a 60 other rappers and I actually won that one and got to fly out to California for a week. And, uh, it was awesome, man. It was just an incredible experience. And and it was just very encouraging because, you know, this is, this is that verse and the other verse that you played. These are some of my first public, uh, verses that I've shared with people since I sat down for five years, Mm. you know, so for, for, for one of those, for me to actually win a contest, um, it was just very encouraging because after you sit down for so long, you can kind of become dead to it, you know, and none of your old fans or, or anything are following up with you because you've sat down for so long. You don't really have a following anymore. 
And, uh, you know, you, it's just encouraging to know that people are still enjoying your art. Mm-hmm. You know, that was so encouraging. Yeah. And you're hoping to do more of that this year. So your plans are to continue, um, writing and recording and um do you have any plans for a release like do you have a release date in mind um or are you just gonna be focused on just writing for a while i believe i haven't set a date yet but um in my efforts to 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 hold myself more accountable i will um what i've my focus right now is kind of been on on uh building my 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 mailing list to, to to supporters and also building building my distribution list so when I do release music, it's not just going out to a few people, you know. So, but I actually, you know, after after reading your Evernote uh, article, which was awesome, man, I really do appreciate it. That was that was that encouraged me to get more organized. And I went through my computer and I went through all these old phone recordings I've done. And before I was done with, it, I had about forty four songs that uh, I need to get. I need to I need to go through and get start releasing some things. So how, how uh, many? How many did you say? 44 44 okay wow 44 and and these aren't complete songs these are these are like melodies and hooks and 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 you know concepts and things like that like the meat and the potatoes of what I would need to work around but uh currently right now I do have two songs that are that are completed and I hope to be releasing something like I'm probably going to release like maybe one song at a time and then maybe build up to like maybe an EP so Kind of my strategy this year is I don't want to just put out one whole project when no one even knows who I am. So I kind of want to just introduce myself a little bit at a time and like maybe give them a song, um, and then and then just just keep on growing from there. And then maybe in the, consistency. I just don't want to put five songs out there, boom, that's it. I maybe just release songs all throughout the year, and maybe towards yeah. the end of the year I release an EP. You know, maybe around the, uh, Christmas or whatever. And that's and that's a great way to keep your list engaged you know, and to continue building your list. Right. Um, just to keep them um, posted on what you're doing musically and then giving them a song here or there. You know, that's, that's a great idea, man. Very cool. Right. What would you say your your biggest influence is in music? It can be in hip-hop. It can be out of hip-hop, whatever. Um, uh, as far as, like, maybe other artists that have influenced me? Yeah. Well, there's two questions, actually. Yeah, who have been your biggest influences in general in your life, musically speaking, and what are you currently listening to that's just totally inspiring you? Oh, I would probably say um, just musically in general. Like, I would I would probably say two artists that that have really like uh, been an influence on me. I would say one is Eminem, just because Eminem is such an incredible uh, rapper and a writer and just an artist, uh, all together. He, he, he's probably, you know, he's noted as being one of the greatest rappers and it's just incredible, you know, uh, what he's been able to, uh, the skill that he's, that he's risen to as far as writing. And, um, I, I like to, I like to, I like to surround myself with, with, uh, I guess you could say references of people I think is way better than me, you know, from if I'm mixing a record, I want to hear a record I think sounds amazing to reference to, to see where I stand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not in a competition thing, but as, as a, as a way to encourage me to keep pushing myself uh, further in what I'm doing. And so I would say Eminem, just strictly from an artistic standpoint of view, as far as style, um, as far as difficulty in what he's doing. But I would say more from uh, on the other side, I would say like business wise, 
Um, spiritual wise, I would say definitely Lecrae has a big influence on me as well because I admire him a lot. For one, a lot of people don't think of Lecrae of anything other than an artist, but he runs a label. Yeah, he's, you know he he's a businessman. You know, this a very strong leader. He is. He's very he yeah. Is. yeah. A lot of people don't. They only see him as a rapper, but he is so much more than that. And just you know, I, he was one of the first rappers I ever heard that was a Christian that was unashamed of Jesus and. That's back in like 2006 when I first started hearing some of his first stuff, and to see where he's he's grown to now, and and just seeing his transparency through it all, you can see the growth, and uh, I've learned a lot just from observation from uh, from Lecrae, hmm. and uh, so I would say just from an artist standpoint, um, those two have who, who have uh, really been an encouragement to me, and then as far as like music I'm listening to now, man. <laughs> I'm I'm all over the place, man, because one interesting thing about me is I don't listen to a whole lot of rap music, hmm. you know, and I don't I don't even listen to a whole bunch of music. Like, I'm not a person who's always playing music like I spend a lot of time in meditation. Like if I'm driving on the road or whatever, like a lot of times I'm just like chilling with no music or nothing. And I'm just kind of meditating and, you know, being, a, you know, maybe in prayer or you know, just talking to God or that's when I get most of my songs, you know, when I'm just driving around, chilling, listening and, and just enjoying like all this around me. Um, but uh, but recently I've been listening to like some like some like classic rock and soul music. Like I was just I was just listening to some Gavin DeGraw. Have you ever heard of Gavin? Oh, yeah. DeGraw? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Gavin DeGraw, man. Can that guy could sing, man. Dude, I mean, yes, that guy's... Yeah, he came through Chapel Hill one time. Really? When we were living there, and yeah, the band I used to play with, we opened up for him at the Cat's Cradle in Carborough, Chapel Hill. that's awesome. It was fun. He's an interesting person. Yeah. (laughs) Great singer, interesting person. I don't know anything about him as a person. I just, one of his CDs got passed off to me, and it was like the acoustic version, Um, and I I just loved it, man. And, um, And I don't know, I've been listening to some soul music, some old school soul music, like the Temptations and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just all over the place when it comes to music. Um, but, uh, and I think that's what's going to be interesting when I actually do start releasing music is is most of the things that you have heard me on is stuff I did for like maybe a contest or maybe it's a, a feature I did for another artist. Mm. But none of it is like my own song. Yeah. It's like what what. Like if I was to make a song, what music would I rap to? And I think that's what what's going to be kind of interesting. And and I think that's another reason why also like um, I can relate to Eminem too, as far as his styles. He's done a lot of rock type sound and stuff. You know, he's kind of he's kind of blended a lot of rock kind of into the rap. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of you know. And this is another thing too, like coming to know the Lord. Like after after I after I gave my life to the Lord, man, like. God started like giving me like songs. Like he started giving me like hooks and I'm like, Lord, this is not rap. Like I need a hip hop hook. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It wasn't, it almost sounded country. And I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, but I was, but I knew like, wow, this is something very special and this is awesome. But I'm like, man, this is not like, this is not like something they're going to be playing at a club that people are going to be dancing to or anything like that. This is like, I don't know where this is going to fit. Mm. I don't know where this is going to fit at. So, you know, that's just kind of where I'm at. I kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to music, but 
whatever music I do listen to, to I usually like to listen to, to stuff that's mellow and melodic. And uh, yeah. like, like I love like casting crowns, man. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Like I love, I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I'm working out, you know, I don't, I'm not really listening to like too much crunk stuff. That's going to make you like want to bash your head against the wall. Or, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> man, there's yeah, something though about some of the really heavy stuff that I mean, I'm, I'm thinking right now of just hard rock. Um, I used to listen to a lot of like '90s hard rock music, like Filter and some of that stuff. I mean, every now and then, like, but only like when I'm working out or on a on a hard run or something like that. It just kind of energy, you know, the energy in it, you know. And then there's some great yeah. Christian hard rock out there, actually, really, really yeah. good stuff. That's awesome, dude. I I'm so. Um, excited about all that you're doing and um, now where can folks go to find out more about what you're doing how to sign up for your mailing list uh, to be kept informed and to see when you're going to release some music oh yeah absolutely all you have to do is go to colmystudios.com backslash artists with an s on the end of it artists backslash colmize great that will take you to my uh my artist page and uh you can see everything from there and or yeah, go on to Google and type in Cole Mize and you'll right. come across them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Cole Mize Studios is basically kind of the handle that you use everywhere. So you're on Facebook, Twitter, right. Instagram. YouTube. Yeah, we'll put all of these links again in our show notes today. And for those of you um, who missed the first time I said it, it's uh, Christian music, christianmusicblog.com slash session 43. Uh, the first episode of 2014. Very excited about that. So. Well, it's been an awesome uh, privilege, uh, Cole, to have you on the podcast, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to seeing all that God does through your your business, your music, your ministry, and um, looking forward to staying in touch as well, man. Hey, likewise, Nate, man. I, I, I sincerely appreciate you uh, having me on. Let me hang out with you today, and and I just thank God for what you're doing. Um, and I just pray that God continues to to bless you and and just continue to uh, increase you as you're a good steward over everything that he's blessed you with. And I just look forward to just uh, continuing to to stay engaged and continue to show my support for what you're doing as well. Man, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. All right, so that is it for this week's episode. And again, for the show notes, head over to christianmusicblog.com slash session43. And uh, you can get all of the links. There's a lot of good stuff there. He mentioned a ton of good resources. So um, head over there. Again, that's christianmusicblog.com slash session43. Just so excited to um, have him on and to have other CMBites on the podcast. And so if that's you, if, you, if you're interested in being interviewed, if you want to reach out to me, let me know your music. I mean, I have folks emailing me um, their stuff quite a lot. And so I don't always agree to a podcast episode because I really want to have um, someone who's really worth sharing to everybody. I want to really add value to every single one of you, every single listener. And if I let everybody and everything and every um, person you know that comes out of the woodwork on the podcast, that's going to affect the podcast's value to you because it doesn't serve you. And um, that's why I try to bring on folks like Paul Balash, uh, who is just Uh, a gift to the church as a worship leader who has written so many songs that we all sing or Tim Timmons, who has an amazing story of how he is battling cancer and, and, and being a full-time artist, raising kids and touring and doing all of that, you know? Um, Or I think of Bob Coughlin, who is just, uh, again, another gift to the church who has written 
some amazing stuff. It was a great book called Worship Matters. Um, and there are so many others who we've had on the podcast who are, are worth sharing with you. And so um, that doesn't mean you have to be a famous person or a really popular person or a very successful, quote unquote, making a lot of money kind of person. Um, it could be anybody. We had a, my, my buddy from Raleigh, Stephen Claybrook, um, who is behind the music Claybrook. We had him on the podcast. I think he was probably the first CMBite to come on the podcast. And um, it was it was just awesome because I love what he's doing. I love his music. I love his story. And so for Cole, he reaches out to me. He didn't ask to be on the podcast. He wasn't trying to promote himself. I just got to know him a little bit. We set up a Skype um, and just started to talk. And then eventually that led to a podcast interview because I really felt like um, this guy's story and his music and, and who he is needs to be more exposed to people. And that's what we're all about. So all that to say, if, if you um, do want to reach out, I don't mind you asking, hey, can I be on your podcast? Or if you want to um, kind of let me know about what you're doing, head over to christianmusicblog.com. And um, in the upper right corner of our, our navigation header there, you'll see a thing that says sign up. That's our mailing list. Um, you can sign up for our, our newsletter there, and, you know, because a CMBite is, by definition, a person who is a part of CMB, who gets our newsletters and who corresponds uh, with each other and, and leaves comments and yada, yada. <laughs> um, another way to get in touch more specifically about the podcast is go down to the footer, which is at the bottom of the site, scroll down to the bottom, and on the very far right, you will see contact, and um, that's christianmusicblog.com slash contact. And um, yeah, so we definitely want to invite you to to be in touch with me. Well, that is it for this week's episode. And um, it's just been an awesome uh, episode. Thank you again for, for joining us and for sticking with me up to this point. Again, I mentioned in the beginning, we have a gift for everyone who checks out the podcast, christianmusicblog.com slash gift. And, um, and actually, Cole mentioned the Evernote thing, and, and I've, I've mentioned that in a few recent episodes here. What you'll get when you go there is what I call the Evernote Songwriting Method. It's a free guide to how you can become a songwriting factory, a person who writes more consistently, a person who's more inspired, who is more organized with his or her songwriting. That's called the Evernote Songwriting Method. And again, it's christianmusicblog.com slash gift. The newsletter is also there. You can sign up there. That's how you get the gift. And that's really the heart of CMB. It's where I personally meet you and interact with you about music and music making through eyes of faith. So again, to find out more about that, christianmusicblog.com slash gift. All right, you guys have a great week. We will see you soon here on the CMB podcast. Adios. Thank you for listening to the CMB Podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit christianmusicblog.com.